right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees lose 9-3 to to the Mets, come back to reality after a winning weekend, after they sweep the Royals over the weekend for their first series sweep since May against the Reds in Cincinnati, their first series win since the end of June in Oakland against the A's, but they come back there when they play just a bad team, which the Mets are a bad team. And not a historically bad team, which the Royals were. So the Yankees themselves are a bad team. And that's how you get the type of performance you got on Tuesday night at the stadium as they fall to the Mets 9-3 in just humiliating fashion. Blown out early, down 7-0, tried to mount a comeback against the Mets bullpen. But the Mets weren't even going with their A relievers until Robertson came in the game in the 8th. So whatever meaningless runs the Yankees scored at the end of the game doesn't mean they did anything good it doesn't mean you saw any signs of life from them they were shut down by Verlander through six innings shut out two hits four walks three of them came from DJ LeMahieu but it was always with no one on base because the Yankees through the first six innings had one at bat with a runner in scoring position just more of the same from this team which isn't any good they're not any good they're 45 and 47 against teams that aren't the A's or the Royals. Two teams that are historically bad. Either one of them may end up being the worst team in modern baseball, depending how their next two months go. They could finish with the worst record in modern baseball. They're both right there for it. And to have two teams in the same season be that bad is unprecedented. But the A's and the Royals are doing it. And those are the only two teams the Yankees can beat. Again, 8-1 and one against those two teams. 45-47 and 47 against everyone else, including now 1-2 and two against the Mets, which is just sad because everyone beats the Mets. And I get it's Verlander, and he's the reigning AL Cy Young winner. He's had success his entire career against the Yankees. Even so, it's like Domingo Herman didn't even give the team a chance because he took them out of the game early. Certainly the run in the first inning was unfortunate with two outs and a runner on third. Pete Alonzo bloops one in that Billy McKinney and Anthony Volpe and Harrison Bader all kind of stood around waiting for one of the other guys to catch it. They didn't. It was Bader's ball. He took blame for it, which he should. He should. So sick of hearing how great a defender Harrison Bader is. He makes that blunder there. He boots a ball later in the game that leads to a run. If you can't hit, which Bader can't, period, you have to be there with your defense. Otherwise, what are you doing? What are the Yankees doing? This is the guy who's supposedly the star of the free agent class outside of Shohei Otani, who's obviously in a world of his own, but for normal baseball players, Bader's like the best free agent possible this winter. That's how bad this class is. The Yankees cannot extend this guy before the end of the season. They cannot re-sign him. It would be an enormous mistake because he can't hit. He can't hit right-handed pitching. He's always injured. He's going to be on the other side of 30. They just went through this with Aaron Hicks. It would, they would be, they'd end up paying Bader a few years from now like they're paying Hicks now to go away. But when Aaron Boone was asked about the play where the ball fell in in the first inning to give the Mets a one nothing lead, he couldn't just say the ball needed to be caught, which he was asked by Meredith Morakovic, should that ball have been caught? And he couldn't just say, yes, it should have been caught, which it should have been. Well, I think they both just broke a step back, so it's just they didn't read it right, so it falls in there. Always has to defend everyone. 
yeah, they took one step back, which was the wrong route to take. Just frustrating. But but like I was saying, Herman, he just sucks. He sucks. It's so bad that he threw a perfect game. Because not only for the rest of time do you have to hear his name tied to Don Larson and David Wells and David Cohn, but it also gives the Yankees in the back of their mind, oh, that's what he's capable of. No, he's not capable of that. He did it against a bad team on pace for 120 losses. Not that the Yankees need anything more in the back of their mind. They keep using this guy. They keep letting him start every fifth day going on 2019. They did it in 2021. They do it in 2022. They're doing it here in 2023. He gives up a home run to Alonzo to make it 4-0. Gives up another home run to Alonzo to make it 5-0. Let's Daniel Vogelbach, who every Mets fan despises. Hit a bomb off him to right field. Back-to-back Alonzo Vogelbach went... Herman ends up with six runs allowed in six innings. So if you remember, his last start before the All-Star break, he was pulled in that game against the Cubs. He had thrown 74 pitches, allowed one hit through six innings, a solo home run. Boone pulled him. The bullpen blew that game, a three-run lead. And then after the game, Boone said he wanted to get Domingo out of there to send him on a high note into the second half. Wanted to get him out of there on a, on a real high note uh, heading into the half. Well, in the second half, Herman has made two starts. He went six innings, five runs allowed in Anaheim. He went six innings, six runs allowed on Tuesday night. So in 12 innings, he's allowed 11 runs. So Boone's just ridiculous idea of pulling him from that game before the All-Star break proves to be even dumber than it was at the time. When you have Herman going like that, just let him go because you don't know if he'll do that again ever because he's not a good pitcher. Because he gives up too many home runs. Because he has a near 5 ERA again. And what do you think Aaron Boone said about Herman's performance on Tuesday night? I knew what he was going to say about it. Yeah, and he said it. Had a lot of ugly swings, like his stuff seemed pretty good. I don't know how you evaluate Someone who goes out and gives up three home runs and six runs in six innings and and have that glowing evaluation of them? I don't know how that's possible. But in Aaron Boone's world, it is. Because in Aaron Boone's world, everyone on his team is awesome. Everyone does a great job every night. Everyone's just fantastic. The team's spectacular. There's always tomorrow. And the Yankees are awesome. That's how Boone thinks. He doesn't see a team that's 500 over their last 190 games under his watch. A team that's never been as far in the postseason as they were the year prior to him taking over. A team that just keeps going backwards, keeps getting worse. And a team that's not in a playoff spot and still sits in last place in the AL East. And last night was just a horrendous night for the Yankees for scoreboard watching. You had the Red Sox beat the Braves. You had Tampa win a game. You had Houston beat Texas. The Angels won. The Mariners won. Just wins across the board. Yeah, Baltimore lost, but I mean, the Yankees are nine games back in the loss column of Baltimore. Not not catching Baltimore. And Toronto had a just absurd loss in the Los Angeles. If you didn't see it against the Dodgers, they were up. Four runs, the Blue Jays were in the bottom of the ninth, and the Dodgers were able to score four runs and tie it and then walk it off in the 10th. So 
that's a much-needed loss there for the Yankees because it's turning into one avenue to get in the postseason. The division's gone. The first wild card spot is going to be tough to get. They're seven and a half back there. The division is gone. Nine games back in the lost column of Baltimore. That path is gone. The first wild card, Tampa, seven and a half up on the Yankees. That path is gone. So you've got two paths. One of them right now belongs to the Astros, who are now just one game back of the Rangers, who they beat again on Tuesday. So either Houston or Texas is going to be in that spot. It's probably going to be Texas because Houston will pass them. The Astros are still the best team in the American League to me. And once they get the rest of their roster back, just that'll be it. And then you have the last spot, which is Toronto, which it's the only realistic path right now for the Yankees to get into that last wild card spot. But you've got Toronto, who's two and a half up on the Yankees. Then you've got Boston, who's now a game up on the Yankees. Then you've got the Yankees. And then right behind the Yankees, a game back is the Angels, and a game back of them is Seattle. And you could even go a game back of them is Cleveland, who's under 500, and just three back of the Yankees. It's a clusterfuck for that last spot. There's six teams with a realistic shot of that last spot. Now, could the Yankees outlast those teams? Sure. But why would anyone think they can? They've got the Mets again on Wednesday night at the stadium, the last game of the 2023 Subway Series. Then they've got Baltimore over the weekend. Then they've got Tampa. Then they've got Houston. Now, before the deadline, they're going to get one more against the Mets. They're going to get three against Baltimore and one against Tampa to determine what they do. I'm sure they already know what they're going to do, obviously. They know who they're targeting. They know who they want. Probably Cody Bellinger, who they should have just signed in the winter when all of it would have taken was money. And now instead, they're going to have to give up prospects, more prospects, to fucking fix an outfield that they've been trying to fix forever because they didn't want to sign Bryce Harper four years ago when he would have just fixed it. If you look back, Stanton was supposed to be an outfielder. He became essentially a full-time DH. Hicks was always hurt. They had to get Joey Gallo because they had no left-handed bats and because Hicks was always hurt. And when he did play, he was not productive. When Joey Gallo stunk, they had to go get Andrew Benintendi. Then they had to get Harrison Bader to fill in at center for Hicks. Then they let Benintendi walk. They let they got released Hicks. Oswaldo Cabrera couldn't fit that. Anduar was long gone as a left field option. Frazier they released. They've just made awful decision after awful decision in in the outfield. And they keep compounding their mistakes and having to use more prospect depth in what's a depleted farm system to keep covering for the mistakes they made before. They still don't have a left fielder. Something we talked about last year, last year, and through the postseason, when the left field position and shortstop became a revolving door in the postseason, two everyday spots, they didn't know who would play them every day. They didn't address it in the winter, had all offseason to do it, still haven't addressed it, and now they have a week to decide who they want to be their left fielder for the rest of the season, and they're going to have to use more prospects to, to figure it out. The team is so poorly constructed, so poorly designed, and it shows every single day. If you were smart enough to turn the game off after the Alonzo three-run home run, I mean, you could have turned the game off after the bloop single in the first and been fine, but if you were smart enough to do that, I commend you because you saved your night, you saved your time, you didn't have to watch the rest of the game, you didn't have to watch another dismal performance from a team that just has been bad for 13 months and in the grand scheme of things has been bad a lot longer than that but since then they're about a 500 team in 190 games and this season they don't beat anyone unless it's the Royals or the A's so before the deadline they've got five games left that's not going to change what they do they're still going to try to go for it because they don't have any pieces to sell and they don't have anyone coming 
outside of Dominguez, you've already got Peraza up, you've already got Volpe up. Those are the three big hype prospects. And after watching those two play, I don't know how you feel good about the future of the Yankees. So they're in a bad spot, not just for this season, but for future seasons too. So it's not a good time to be a Yankees fan. There's nothing really to feel good about. And yeah, maybe Judge will come back on Friday. They keep teasing it. Just say when he's coming back and get close to the date, unlike what you did in 2018 and 19 with him, which is why they're scared off from giving a return date now because their timetables in those two seasons were so off. It was an embarrassment, and they don't want to go through that again. But if he does play Friday, you know he's getting Saturday off. You know it. The Yankees have no urgency. They treat these games like they'll go on forever until they hold the playoff spot, as if there's not an end date for this season, as if they have more than 162 games to get to the postseason. Wednesday night, the last game of the Subway Series of this season, Carlos Rodon gets the ball, his fourth start of the season, Jose Quintana for the Mets, his second start of the season. Now the Yankees can load up on righties here because that's all they really have anyway against Quintana. Carlos Rodon, he better pitch well. He better pitch well. Because if he thinks a few Yankees fans sitting behind the dugout in Anaheim chirping him was bad, he has no idea what's in store for him if he pitches poorly on Wednesday night. And he's clearly mentally soft. We know that. He couldn't handle heckling on the road from a few fans behind the dugout. Wait till a whole stadium turns on him. What he did last week was just so sad that it, uh, it made me not like him. Because you look at the Yankees, you know, A-Rod got booed at Yankee Stadium his entire career before 09, before he single-handedly carried them to that championship. After it, Aaron Hicks just got booed for two straight years. Josh Donaldson's been booed endlessly. You know, when Jeter had that 0 for 20 years ago, 0 for 32, I think it was, he got booed. At some point, every Yankee gets booed, and some get booed to no end. And no Yankee in recent time has reacted the way Rodon did. And Yankees fans have right to be mad at this guy. I mean, it's not his fault he got six years, 162 million. That's done the Yankees. But then to talk in, in, in spring training when he started the year on the injured list about how if this were October or the LDS, he'd take the ball. Then he misses half the, the first half of the season. Then he comes back, gets outpitched by Jamison Tyone. Then he gets rocked by the Rockies. Then he gets lit up by the Angels. Yeah, Yankees fans have a right to be upset with you, dude. Because you've been horrible. You haven't pitched, and when you have, you've been horrible. And so he needs a big start on Wednesday. If he goes out there and the Mets hit him around, well, he'll be in for it. Because Yankee Stadium as a whole will be a lot worse to him than a few fans sitting behind the Yankees dugout in Anaheim. So that'll do it for today. Yankees-Mets on Wednesday night. Once again, no expectations for a Yankees win, even though they should have the pitching edge, even though they should be able to win a game against the Mets, who everybody wins games against because they're a bad team. But again, the Yankees are a bad team also. So that'll do it for today. Yankees-Mets series and season finale for the two on Wednesday night. I'll be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.